1: Welcome to the weekly review a radio show where two bill payers soothe the ever-growing frustrations of having to pay for everything by focusing on the gifts that life provides the gift of music the gift of entertainment the gift of pop culture and speaking of a gift to humanity we have among us a young lady who sees what most people aren't able to see she is the pastor who shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness her name's marvie and she's in the place to be Along with, <laughs> and also at the table is the wise Ben Cardew. Hello, uh, after Ma does pay bills, doesn't she? Yeah, you're you're paying yeah. rent now. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the world I of paying human, bills and electricity maybe. bills and everything. You because you, yeah, you should, just at the right time. Do, do you go, Are you girls wor- well organized, the, the girls you share a flat with?
2: Yes, I think we're like the best um, cast for a TV show of like young girls living in the city. They just moved and are like doing things in life. Why don't you make
1: the first TikTok sitcom?
2: Maybe what? we got an idea now. That, okay, that, I was like waiting just, for it. The national television, TV3, to oh, like make on. an offer or something, but no. Yeah, yeah but I can no, take no. A TikTok out of...
1: Television's dead. Okay. Like TikTok yeah. is the future, or or the one you're going to talk to us about today, exactly. which is the Be Real app, which is mm, <laughs> apparently the new thing. Anyway, so today there's so much we're going to be there's so much to talk about. Uh, firstly, we're, we're only one week away from Primavera Sound Barcelona 2022, <laughs> and the time schedules are up on the site, which means drama overlaps. Uh, We shall also try to talk about the Saturday Night Live finale, the Balenciaga fashion show, another Kardashian wedding, Harry's house, Marina Herlop's triumphant new album, and we begin thinking about what songs are going to be the greatest hits of this year's Primera Sound 2022 in Barcelona.
0: (laughs) thou can't do it 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 thou can't do it
1: you're listening to what kind of became the pandemic anthem for patients uh, can't do without you the song that our our our, our colleagues in in media communications for Primavera Sound... (laughs) Media communications, the <laughs> uh, Communica- well, community, community <laughs> managing management team. Uh, they made a lovely video. I don't know if you were, if you saw it, where we had loads of artists and 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 lovely girls from Barcelona dancing with unibrows, um, um, <laughs> sort of making a nice video saying, "Don't worry, we will be back. We will be back." It was a time when we never knew when we were going to be able to celebrate being together again, uh, uh, hold, holding and dancing and hugging. Right? Remember, this wasn't so long ago, but it was really grim, wasn't it? It, it
3: really was. And it gives an indication of what times happened. I literally can't remember what year that video was. Was it 2020? T- 2021? Yeah. I really, really can't remember. But yeah, I remember that video was a very, very beautiful use of music. And it really was like, it, it was, it was. I found it genuinely moving. It's easy to be kind of cynical in these circumstances. But it's like, oh, no, actually, yeah. I, th- I thought they did it really, really well just to kind of write song. And when we were talking about what we think will be the song of uh, this year's summer festival, you came up with that and I was like oh of course I hadn't thought about that yeah. because like I mean such is the nature of the way isn't it you know things move on very quickly and songs move on very quickly and not that I've forgotten the existence of that song but I've kind of forgotten like what an important role it had played and when you said that, that's like yes yes yeah I think that is a very very strong contender obviously we've also got to think like what does it mean to be the song of the festival I'm obsessed with these kind of things I love like thinking what is the song going to be that we're all listening to that we're all remembering um because I, I love that that kind of aspect of music as a sort of big social glue. To, yes. to put it in in, uh, in a rather pretentious way, and um, <laughs> so like and and so you you I've got to say Johan, you came up with some some really great examples. As soon as I raised this, like that 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 and that, and I was like, yes, you're right. But what actually prompted me into thinking about it was the way I've been any, any time. Uh, anyone ever plays Jamie XX, let's do it again. You you air DJ to an, uh, a degree of absolute... I can't help <laughs> it. I know. No, I'm, I'm already doing
1: it. I'm <laughs> twisting nipples like a piglet's nipple. Uh, like a, like a, uh, a, a hog's nipples, nipples. <laughs> Milking, milking a cow upside down.
3: <laughs> and I'm just thinking maybe that will be the image that, that remains to me of this summer. <laughs> Jamie XX and you milking a hog's nipple. You know, like...
1: <laughs> And um, Titty it Twister. No, sorry, the knob, <laughs> the knob twisting of the DJ mixing table. You know, air guitar, air flute, and air mm-hmm. DJing. Those are the things. Uh, come on, it's a banger, Ben. You said you've expressed that you don't really think this song is that great, but I think by the time the festival rolls out, if you do happen to catch Jamie XX, uh, who's going to be performing again on one of the largest stages, it's either going to be the the Cupra one or the... Well, or, or the
3: I, I've got, I one. I've got the app. I've installed the app so I can now give you Oh all you've
1: it. installed oh. the app. Another thing taking up battery. Okay. No. So <laughs> no,
2: oh. it's very useful actually. Well no, it, it is it because is. it's like trying
3: to keep on, on touch of anything is just almost impossible. It's stay damn, Jamie XX205. Uh go. See? That's what the app brings.
1: I'm on. a little bit angry. I I I always love DJ sets at the at the at the the what used to be the Rock Deluxe stage. I don't know what it's called this year, but the one which has the amphitheatre. Right? That's one of my favorite stages because first of all, you can if you're too tired, you can sit comfortably in those lovely big steps and see the have an incredible view of, of like the whole mass of people going crazy. That's the Cooper crazy. stage now. Oh, that's the Cooper stage. I believe, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to be like one that's always one of the Our sponsor Big em up. Yeah. 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 Thank you for powering us. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, obviously Jamie XX can draw a large massive crowd, but it, it, I I it, Okay. Tell you what, Johann, if you're angry,
3: you should think of going online. Like the, the angry people have really yet to spread to any kind of online forum. It'd be good for you to uh, <laughs> go on Reddit it.
1: and, and <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> and to invent- uh, but yes, uh, one of the things that were uh, the, the the things that come when the timetable gets published is the drama of seeing the 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 clashing art, artists that are going to clash, the shows that are going to clash, and apparently Jamie xx is going to be coinciding at the same time as Caribou. So there's me hoping that I was going to live this beautiful moment, thinking can't do without you, but I also want to have that beautiful moment listening to Let's Do It Again and everything else that that Jamie xx will put into his set. So I'm going to have to choose.
3: Well, the thing I've got to say about Gmxx is like, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't really like this song, but put it in the right circumstances with the right people um, and... I am sure my view of it will entirely change. And I think it very much could... And that's kind of like what, what songs of the summer, songs of the festival are, are, are about in a way. It's not necessarily the song you think it's going to be. It's a song that kind of captures the public imagination because, you know, bitter and twisted as I am, I'm not sufficiently bitter and twisted to like, you know, dislike the idea of like 20,000 people singing sing along to a song. And that also goes for Fred again um, with uh, Maria. We, we've Lost Dancing, which in the cold light of day... I'm sorry, I like Fred again. Cold night Day, I don't really like that song. Um, but, um, Ma, you agree with me.
2: Yeah, because. Yeah, you
3: got the old men's What? You you. Yes, yes, Ma, yes.
2: Yes, because I, I'm a very influential person. So when people were like, yeah, Fred again is the best thing ever. Um, we all love him. It's the discovery of the year. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I really like him. And then I saw someone on Twitter be like, what is wrong with people saying Fred again is the, uh, the best. I don't really vibe with the music. And it feels a bit like um, when you try on clothes in in department stores, this yeah. is the kind of music they would be playing. And I was like, yeah, I don't like him. But now I'm on, on, on a place where I'm like, maybe it's not my favorite and I'm not against him. Like, I think this... At the right time, like Ben said, like maybe when it's like at night. Na- I don't know when he's playing. When is he playing? At night. Whenever he's playing, I think I will love it. I don't know. I think I I will change my mind and and love him again. It's like the circle of life, like just changing the trends. Like now I like him, now I don't, now I like him again. I mean,
3: we had a bit of a uh, a brief chat on the uh, RPS Slack to see what would mm. come up as a song of the summer, and I think that was the one. Yeah. I mean, like it got it got. Three votes did it, which you know we're a small team. There's only like ten of us, so yeah. three votes basically.
1: I mean, it's because the message in the song and that audio of that woman saying, you know, we've lost dancing, we we can't, we haven't been able to kiss or touch. The blessed Madonna, isn't it? Is it the Blessed Madonna? Yes. Oh, for, okay. Be, okay, that's what I thought. I thought she'd just done some remixing or something on it. I didn't realize it was her voice. I'm pretty
3: sure. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, ah, even double whammy now. Okay, so it's the Blessed Madonna's vocals that that, re, the, the, that message, that feeling of, of be, not only being locked down, not being able to go clubbing, not being able to do anything. So just imagine. I've got so many expectations. Imagine you're there like thinking, okay, now everyone's going to start hugging and then (laughs) like no one does and everyone's just like doing their own like thing. Oh yeah, it's a great song. But because I've been following Fred again's videos on Instagram uh, of his concerts and everyone like people making out, like strangers making out consentedly, you know, and it's really, it's a really beautiful moment, you know, it's like, oh, Everyone's doing what we weren't allowed to do. Um, anyway, uh, Ben, you've got so much uh, hope on Wet Leg, uh, chaise Lounge.
3: Yes, because um, I have loved, as you know, I've loved that song for absolutely ages, and it's incredibly catchy. And I was doing a bit of a, um, a test on my family uh, the other day as to see like what what they would like, you know, what would go down with them, because you know they're they're, they're quite a good test and uh, my wife who loves music but isn't like you know particularly you know doesn't go out seeking lots of new things she absolutely loved it she was singing that the whole day it's such a catchy song and i can just imagine like people wandering around the festival site just going on the shares long da, da, da. you know I, because yeah. it's, that, it's that kind of thing and i can imagine because they're playing twice as well they're playing the opening night that really like setting the tone and everyone's like yeah, yeah yeah that's it um and also they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger so mm-hmm. you can them at a really really good time and also for me it kind of like I don't know why, but they sort of sum up like everything festivals about. Like they seem to be like fun people, and they're like having having good fun. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure most bands playing festivals have a really good time, but I can imagine they're really they're really happy, you know, and they're they're really sort of sort of giving it. Um, and I think Ma you said they get the young people's vote. Do they, do they? not?
2: Yeah, I think we are like witnessing the beginning of something really big. And mania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, ever since we first not that we are like the trendsetters but ever since (laughs) we first talked about um, the the song and when it came out and everything everything's just gone uphill for them like uh, they've been Become super big Um, they went viral kind of on TikTok their songs Mm -hmm. been used quite a lot and now um, Harry Styles covered them on the BBC live music radio thing they do when they cover other artists' songs so people who maybe um, are not so much into discovering new artists they will discover through Harry Styles which is like the mainstream most mainstream pop artist Mm -hmm. ever um, Wet leg? so I'm really excited Knowing that they it will just go up from from now on uh, as it is going, seeing them live like at the beginning of their career where you can tell th- it's starting but it's it's gonna be big. I I think it's gonna uh, maybe maybe I this is my my bet on on the tune of the festival too.
1: Well, egg. Yep. You see, it unites it unites the people. It really. Unites. Then it's that's the thing. Artists that unite generations. Uh, There's not that many nowadays, but one that I don't think is going to unite much of the younger kids, but I think it's going to be one of those anthemic moments is Pavement playing Summer Babe. No, well, or I was thinking about this, the Pavement have that one song that's really
3: popular. On social, on, on streaming and TikTok, which is really random. Harness your hopes. Have you heard about this? No. Like the, they released a B-side in I don't know, 1997, that for some reason is really popular, and I believe is quite popular on TikTok as well. And with those, it's like it's
1: the most streamed song by an absolute mile. No one can quite work
3: out why. It's a bit of a mystery, but apparently
1: it's these random things that happen on the internet, you, and then it's beautiful because there's no PR company behind it, no, no, no agenda. All of a sudden like many 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 people decide on a song and they use it just like what's that one that everyone keeps using that Molchat Doma you know that Russian post-punk band which are also mm. performing at, at Primavera Sound every video that, like surf videos the kitchen video stuff that it's like why is everyone using this song or are, is they, it, are they not hang on are they not Moldovan or am I getting it wrong Or well, they might or be more Moldovan I'm, sorry yeah I, I thought they were Russian I,
3: I, I might be I really, I really don't know um, but sensitive matter at
1: the moment yeah 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 um but uh sorry pavement might become a generational surprise because mar last week was telling us about this new trend of uh what was it lobotomy chic which is basically heroin the heroin chic of the 90s like not giving a fuck being really slacker it's a
3: bit more knowing than that a bit more but but there's a
1: general slacker attitude to being like you know like i don't give a i don't give a toss and and uh, there's this New York Times article about, which, is it one that you were citing? That it's cool now to not be ambitious. I couldn't read it because I haven't subscribed. <laughs> I haven't paid my <laughs> subscription lately. But uh, how it's a thing now amongst these younger generations, this whole thing of overachieving, over, being super fire at everything. It's kind of a reaction to Kim Kardashian's uh, thing about girls aren't, you know, mm-hmm. people aren't willing to work anymore and stuff. And it's like, you know what? Well, toma de aquí. I'm just going to just sit and eat bananas all day. Well, Pavement is kind of an anthemic band for, for that kind of attitude, I'd say. Uh, slackers.
3: Although I, I think uh, at the same time last week Ma also said she'd rather be dead than go and see Pavement with us <laughs> So, like, you know, that... Uh, <sighs> Did dense. I
2: say... I, I'm not going to say I didn't say that because it really sounds like something I would I, I'm, say. I'm
1: extrapolating a bit but basically,
3: <laughs> basically, yes. Yeah.
1: Now, we've said it... I think we've said it too much but another obvious anthem that, that might create a very emotional moment is Bikini Kill performing Rebel Girl because it's an it's another anthem... Of of all kinds, you know the Riot Girl movement, the, the g- girls at the front. Uh, it's a great pogo moment. It's an energetic song. It's been re re. Mm, it's it's been reintroduced into Generation Z. I said it before through that movie Moxie, through this band uh, the, Linda it, the Linda,
3: Linda Lindas Linda We're also who I are am- also playing. imagine that. I think this is a beautiful thing. Imagine the Linda Linders.
2: Playing, playing with Bikini Kill. Oh, can you <sighs> I I feel it's, it's gonna happen. It cannot not happen. I
1: know, but these things they never do. It's like, why did not J Balvin not sing with Rosalia when they were performing on the same night? Like, he was there, she was... And it's sometimes these things... Well, okay, those are bigger artists. Maybe it could happen, but maybe... I
2: don't know. I think they will. But I, I don't... I love um, Rebel Girl, but I don't think it's going to be the tune of the festival because it's too much of an iconic song. You, you don't... You do not think of Rebel Girl and then think, oh yeah, Primavera Sound, I was there, like maybe, but it's not going to be the tune, even though it's a great one, mm-hmm. I, this I, is not my bet.
3: I find it interesting, Mar. I'm looking at, I think, your your choices,
2: you've put down
3: <laughs> a couple of duets, now are you putting yeah. that down because you think those duets are going to happen? <laughs>
2: I, I think every artist that is collabing with another artist that is oh. playing at the festival I'm so sure and I will I will be so let down because I'm, they're not going to happen not at least not all of them but uh, imagine if they did like uh, should should I say them or yeah, go for, yeah, go for. Uh, yeah my bet um, are Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa which is a, a Bob that is very underrated sweet spy not it didn't like the two greatest artists that are like dominating the pop mainstream now have a duet that it didn't like break the charts or anything or not that uh, we didn't talk about it that much i feel like and and when we see it live and when we see we see both of them playing it together i think we're gonna collapse and die and then it's gonna be the 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 song of the festival and it's gonna yeah people will die is it this one this one, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Mm, well, I, think I, so. I found
1: the, the festival remix.
2: But like, I, I, it, I, yeah.
3: I, I, I think though, even even if it had that incredible power of, of rendering people dead, people
2: the, will die if that <laughs> happens. No, like, right, right,
3: right. I don't, want, I don't want to be rude. Uh, okay. Okay. I love Megan Thee Stallion. I love Do League. Okay. Mode. Careful. <laughs> careful. I don't think this is anywhere near either their best songs. I'm sorry. And and you yourself said okay, it is not yeah. it's not taken off that much it's not okay, taken but off but I don't think even even duet, I'm not sure would do it,
2: but two powerhouses together that are incredible entertainers that mm-hmm. know how to rule the stage doing this together
3: it would be brilliant people w-
2: will lose die.
3: their shit yeah no but it would be brilliant but like would people come away singing that song. And if they did, would other people who weren't yes. at the gig, would, would they understand Yes, it?
2: suddenly it's going to go viral or something. <sighs> well, hang
3: on, hang on. In that case... What it doesn't
2: really mean that the song that becomes like iconic to the festival, it doesn't really mean it's the greatest song ever written or something. It's the one that has the most impact when you see it live. And I think a duet by both of them would be incredible even though it's not the best song i agree well how but about, that's not what matters
3: how about in that case uh charlie xcx and reena sawayama beg for you which is a uh, great that great was song.
2: a that was uh, a choice i
3: that's was, not on your list that is not on is, your list I, I can see your list
2: yeah because i was thinking charlie and caroline which is my girl crush forever and oh, ever and yes. ever i'm crushing so hard if i see her on, in person i'm i i will collapse as well I'm not making it alive out of this festival that's for sure either I see a lot of artists playing together or I see one of them just walking there and I will I will lose it
1: I know I mean I think look a a special program has to be dedicated just to Caroline Politech I think
2: right her I could talk about it it, uh, about her forever yeah like it's gonna be that human possible
1: exactly and because obviously, you know, we've got the big pop names like Dua Lipa, Tardy XX, and they're going to like fill large, like loads of people are going to be watching that because they they expect, you know, you expect these big pop artists who are used to playing stadiums and stuff like that. But the Caroline Politech has just been quietly like simmering upwards, you know, doing her little hyper pop thing with ID Cook, with, 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 uh, with, with everyone really, uh, Sega Bodega with Shy Girl. Girl, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I
2: don't know if they have collapsed, but uh, they're friends, they're friends, they're all you know (laughs) that
1: that that whole PC music. But she's doing her own thing where she's doing these incredibly emotional ballads that are dramatic and spectacular. And uh, I'm imagining that that's going to be like one of those unexpected shows because people haven't really seen much of her uh, performing. Uh, apart from the odd TV show appearance and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know she hasn't been in your face as much as some of these uh, these other people in the last in the recent years. It's almost like she's like, yeah, yeah you guys just wait, you know, mm-hmm. wait till we can do this properly in a tour in a live live setting.
2: It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. I think it's my one of my top artists artists playing like the one yeah. that I want to see live. Like I think if I miss this concert, I will be very sad for the rest of the festival. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caroline.
1: Caroline. And uh, I really want to be there when Bad Girl plays Nueva York. I mean, this is the punkiest song to to be in the in in on mainstream radio. They don't even play it that much in the mainstream radio I don't think because it's so obscene. <laughs> I love her. We I'll play it. We okay, play mainstream
3: it. radio. We play
1: it. Yeah, but I mean the the lyrics, I mean the the chorus, I'm going to translate it. And look listen. <laughs> in the discotheque, they everyone goes crazy. All the little, all the kids want to uh, invite me to to smoke <laughs> so illegal substances, and and then she goes on talking about how she smuggles even harsher drugs in through her mm, private parts and really? stuff. Really? I had not, I'm not <laughs> come across.
2: She has. Three grams in her area. In
1: her toto. (laughs) Toto, which is a euphemism for the reproductive, the gateway. She
2: doesn't need what the boys offer her in the club because she has three grams in her and that's why she rules the world yeah yeah i love her so much today I, she's putting out a new song by the way
1: oh my god and and but and and she's salty at the same time because she's like all oh, you girls are on instagram saying you're gonna fill out but i fill out i sell out shows mm-hmm. with barely any promotion this kind of thing it's such a bad bitch anthem uh it, it, and the
2: tune it just gives you like a vibe of like Feria, I don't know how would you translate it in English, but summer feria. Like a tacky carnival. Not tacky, but you know, not like a post Instagram friendly
1: carnival. Like, you know, one of those like... In
2: a good way, tacky in a good way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tacky is good. Tacky in 2022 is what we love. Um, Now, uh, there's going to be a lot of queens uh, at this festival, but one of the queens of the underground in the 2000s was Carino with the Yeah Yeah Yehs and i think this will be another moment when when people just lose it in the front rows and maybe even the back rows it's i mean why control cuz once again this is one of the one one for the elders uh, for, for, for for us over 40 to feel like we're young again it's like oh yes this was some of my best years you know some people were in university when this was sounding some of us were killing it in our careers already <laughs> when this was like a hit uh, yeah I'm, I've am i got a lot of expectations for the yeah 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 uh, same as Caroline Politic. if I miss this show I'm going to be very grumbly <laughs>
3: so are we are we going to are we going to choose one can we mean, choose, choose
1: one? one you can't choose one there's, there's about 3,000 acts coming to the festival I mean we can have But
2: that was the rule of the game yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah Oh, what do you mean? No, no, we haven't finished Look, look, look Oh, right, what, sorry I mean, come Excuse on. me, excuse me What do you think is going to happen when, when, when okay, five yeah. good-looking lads play this? Are they still good-looking? Oh, yes, they are they're, they're,
2: well, There's a, a thing that I call um, Efecto Escenario Yeah um, How do you say it? The stage effect. stage effect. It means like everybody's beautiful on stage. Like you see someone playing and suddenly they're the hottest person you've ever seen. So even if you're like, how old are they? I don't know. They're 40. They're going to be 43.
3: Are you familiar with the work of Ahead? Motorhead.
2: Motorhead. Uh, I, I bet they're hot when they're on <laughs> stage <laughs> I think the everyone
1: uh, is. stage effects you'll
2: see but it is true
1: that I've always thought about that you know when sometimes you see uh, I used to, it used to happen to me with like theater like amateur theater you'd see some like uh, classmates and stuff when they when they would put like makeup on to per- pretend they were mice in some or in Midsummer Night's Dream you No know, people playing out and it's like the most beautiful thing seeing an, an actor or an actress you know dressed up in makeup with tights and running around and
2: Ooh! And it's like, it's wow. not and I at all what I, what I meant when I said um, <laughs> stage effect, but <laughs> okay, that sounds like a foray king. Like maybe you're into furries. No, no,
1: but but it was like sometimes you'd see people that you go to you'd go to theater class with, and you, you know, you they, they wouldn't look like much in the chandals, you know, when you'd be rehearsing and stuff and dressed dressed without the costumes, and it's like, yeah, whatever. And all of a sudden you see these people when they get in costume mm-hmm. and stuff, it's like wow, this. I I I'm I'm amazed by you and stuff, and um, I think it's the same thing as what you're saying. That Maybe. once I think you're under related, the light, it. it's related. Really uh, exactly. You know me; I'm very we'll clumsy. <laughs> I'm not very articulate when it comes to these off-the-cuff uh, comments on beauty and and stuff. Um, well, even
2: if their strokes are not on mice costumes, I think it's it's gonna be a good one.
1: The strokes are are. are are very good looking, and they still are. And there, ex- I mean, even Julian Casablancas has got a bit of an issue with his haircut, his hairstyles, and things. Yeah, last
3: time he was at Primavera, he had quite style going on. Do you remember, <sighs> like it was a uh,
1: well, he he goes out of his way to be extra trashy. But I remember when he was in in his empirical what? phase, uh, through, when with first <laughs> impressions love? of Earth. I oh, just when looked
2: up Google Images and I agree the hairstyle is.
1: Yeah, my 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 fr- <laughs> my female friends they were like, uh, "King Af, he's become King Africa," you know, like he, apart from his, well, whatever. I am was gonna body shame him, sorry, Julian. <laughs> no, I, the not thing so is, so
2: early on the, on the I, no, show. I <laughs> know, no, 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 no.
1: It's because I, I I have been obsessed with Julian Casablancas uh, since day one. You know, we were born in the same year. Uh, we we, you know, it's like. Generationally, we we understand the same references and stuff, and obviously, he's a musical genius in my book. Um, ah, wait, 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 wait. Okay, we before we decide, okay, yeah, decide which song, which song of all of them, the of all the ones that we've mentioned so far, we haven't mentioned Romy's Lifetime
2: Lifetime. Uh,
1: no, Lifetime, Lifetime. uh, Look, this one, uh, yeah, I'm DJing Life. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, this, I, I think has been criminally overlooked. I mean, I think Romy with Lifetime, her solo album outside of the XX mm, is a very important moment for pop. This uh, song has not been overlooked in my house. No, 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 I like this. Song I mean, it. come on. This is pure happiness and joy. And it's like, uh, you know, Romy was always so shy in the XX and, and, you know, and in interviews and stuff. And all of a sudden when she finally comes out with her own solo album, it's like you can feel it's like a woman in control you know she's like having fun and she's like really confident so i want to see this on stage listen to this big feminine energy damn it Once in a lifetime again. The the messages like Fred against Maria, like Damien Sexes do it again. It's gonna be one of those things where it's not just oh this is a great song it's like oh this song is speaking about everything that i've been through and you're gonna look around and it's like me too and me too Mm -hmm. yeah we've all been through a lot of shit oh once in a lifetime you know lift i too
3: have smuggled three grams (laughs) 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 sorry sorry
1: smuggling grams into the club where all the kids want to invite you to smoking um (laughs) but but okay i there's a there's a I'm, i'm gonna speculate here um this week Oliver Sim released one of the most beautiful and heartbreaking songs ever. Hideous. It's, I mean, I'm gonna read what he posted on his Instagram. Oliver Sim is the third member in the XX, uh, who's also finally released his solo album. And uh, he he released, he posted uh, this Monday, I think it was a letter uh, well uh, uh, like a screen grab of a text and he said early on in the making of my record Hideous Bastard which is going to be out in September I realized I was writing a lot about fear and shame I imagine that might paint a picture of a dark woe is me sounding album but in recent years I've become a firm believer that the best antidote to these feelings can be bringing them to surface, to the surface and shedding some light on them I haven't written the record to dwell but rather to free myself of some of the shame and fear that I felt for a long time so, I hear a lot of music as joyous because the experience of writing and recording it has been the complete opposite of what fear and shame have been for me. Two thirds in, having a good idea of what the record was about, I realized that I'd been circling around one of the things that has probably caused me the most fear and shame, my HIV status. I've been living with HIV since I was 17 and it's played with how I felt towards myself and how I've assumed others have felt towards me from that age and into my adult life. It is one of the most heartbreaking and honest um, mm, mm, songs that I've heard from a pop artist in a long time and the most powerful thing is that he he brings in Jimmy Somerville who's been a campaigner for HIV uh, activism for for many years uh, and he brings him on in such a beautiful and poetic way where he kind of sings as this kind of guarding angel Uh, so I was contacting the record label in Spain, uh, who's handling the promo for Oliver, uh, asking for an interview, and they said, "Well, he's going to be at we're going to probably be doing a lot of the promo at Primavera Sound." And then I thought, "Hang on, he's not on the he's not on the lineup." But then I thought, "What if? What if Jamie brings him on his set to because Jamie obviously produces a lot of the album or a lot of the songs? So what if he?" you know uses his slot to give Oliver that incredible platform for him to just you know sing one or two numbers but they've just informed me from the record label that no in the end uh, his schedule has not allowed Oliver to be able to come to Primavera Sound (laughs) or at least that's what they told me I don't know so I'm kind of like secretly hoping that that moment would happen and 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 that is when we're all going to be crying our eyes out and bawling out because this is such an anthem for so many people so many young people who live with shame because of their sexual preference, who 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 fear bullying, who fear you know the, a society which has always just uh, been really nasty to, to 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 queer people, and for him to come out and say something as brave as this is one of the most triumphant moments in pop music uh, that I've witnessed in my life. Uh, Oliver, bless you.
0: Be brave. Trust, just be willing to be loved Radical honesty
3: Might set me free if it makes me hideous Been living with HIV since
0: seven I'm my idiot
1: Oliver Sim I mean I do I just hope he comes I hope I mean even if he doesn't perform or anything I hope he's around and we don't even have to interview I just want to give him a hug I mean I consider myself quite straight I'm obsessed with women <laughs> <Just> <laughs> but if there was one man who would get me to um good lord slip Weird
0: statement.
1: <laughs> uh it's always been Oliver Sim no it's, it's, like, not. it's Julian Casablanca and it's Julian, Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> Julian <laughs> Casablanca all right Ju- okay and Julio Iglesias <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> and Luis Miguel okay I can- I've got issues. <laughs>
3: Can, can, I no. just, can I just say, as the oldest person here, that uh, this is speculation? and uh, This um, is speculation. And also, don't smuggle in drugs in, in your pants because oh, it, it, it's, no. it's illegal and you will get caught and arrested. So, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I felt a moment we of responsibility. Have tight security on the door.
1: Um, anyway, uh, so hang on. What, what song shall we vote on uh, as the anthem of Primavera Sound?
3: I think um, I am going to go with Fred again Maria we've lost we've lost dancing I think that
1: that will be the yeah. song what do you reckon yeah, Fred again Fred maybe. again yeah. Fred again Fred again Maria it's just I mean listening to all of them all, uh, back to back like this it's, uh, it's Fred again he's gonna have he's gonna have such a moment anyway um yeah <laughs> this year we've
0: had to lose our space we've lost
1: It's this. I don't know what it is. This synthy sound. This. I've never heard it before in any other song. This. This sound. Ben, you're an expert on line noise. I have heard that sound. What (laughs) is it?
3: Isn't it some like quite regular synth noise being filtered in a funny way, sort of flicks in in and out? Flangers.
1: Flangers. Flangers.
3: I I don't know, but that's what I would.
1: would It's going to be so embarrassing when people catch you like sort of. It's when no, you get lost in the that's music, not embarrassing. I know, but I know you
3: don't like people playing the saxophone live. But what was it? What was it that that, that you
1: once that you once went off a date for? Was it? The <laughs> it saxophone? was the flute, the flute, the <laughs> air flute, the, the air flute. The the it was is no. What's the recorder? Clarinet, the, okay. the air clarinet. Oh, the air clarinet. No, not a good look. It is. <laughs> Unless Oliver Sim did it, I'd let him <laughs> blow my flute any day. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Right. Ah, okay. Now, uh, Mar, how about you tell us about... How, what, what how
2: about I take the, the show and I just talk about something <laughs> that it's not about Oliver Sim, even though we love him.
1: Um. Yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, my anxiety already grew when you said that there's a new app in town.
2: Of course there is, because... That's how how we do it. Uh, every week there's a new cool thing that we have to keep up with and that we have to download or learn or whatever. And of course, this week we have another one, um, another app that the young, fresh, cool kids are downloading and are part of. So, so I, I have to be a part of it too. And I'm here to explain it to you so you can join me on this new trend that's going to last Maybe a week, or <laughs> not even that. And if you don't believe me, um, Janira, Janira, I can say it in Spanish, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Janira? Janira. <laughs> You're like those people now who say, oh, I'm going to
1: Barcelona. It's like, what do you mean Barcelona? Barcelona. Yeah, but they, in Spain they say Barcelona. Well, you sound stupid when you say that. Sorry, I'm copying someone's joke from Instagram. Uh, I don't remember who it
2: um, Well, um, Janira, who is the best internet expert ever, um, and oh, she knows I everything. Oh, I beg to differ. Now she is. And she has a section in Tardeo um, and she always talks about the new trends and she already talked about this one I'm going to talk about. So you have to believe me because she said so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is this app that everyone's um, hooked with and what's the hype? The app is called Be Real. So...
1: Like the singer from Cyprus, exactly. The singer from Cyprus, a band, an, a, a little-known hip-hop band from California called Cypress Hill has a song singer called Be Real, but B without the E. Sorry, continue.
3: Oh God, I hope he sues them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no,
1: because it's spelled properly. It's, yeah. Be real, not but real. Sorry.
2: Well, yeah. So be real, not the rapper. The app <laughs> is. um is an app which main appeal is to bring back like how social media felt when it first began. So very unintentional, very like careless, harmless content, basically purposeless. So it it's just I'm gonna post this and and I don't even know what to expect out of it. I'm just gonna post a toast on Instagram because I don't really understand what it's about. That kind of feel. This is what BeReal is trying to bring back now that this kind of feeling it's not a part of the social media we have now that it's so much more advanced than when it first started, obviously. So the app, what it does, it it sends you a dif- um, in a, at a different time of the day, um, each day, a notification that tells you it's time to be real. And then you have two minutes. To go on the app or click on the notification, take a, a photo, a bigger one, like of your yeah. back camera, so what you're seeing yeah. in that moment. Like
1: a, like a general view, no? Yeah, like, exactly. That's what you mean by bigger, no?
2: So if you're doing work um, with your computer, you would just point at your computer, or if you're cooking, or you're watching TV, or having a beer with someone, mm-hmm. um, you would show with your back camera what you're seeing and then with a a smaller picture of you um with your front camera so basically a selfie and and it takes the picture at the same time so it takes the back picture and the front picture kind of at the same time so you have to look cute while doing the first picture and you cannot see how you look um and that basically is. And you can retake the photo, but the, the cool thing is that you don't really prompt it too much and you do it in the moment, so you have two minutes or you have a certain amount of tries that you can retake the photo, um, so it's the most real you it gets. Yeah. And and the thing is, only after you post, um, you can see everyone else's post. So if you don't... Um, obey ah. to the notification. You cannot access to the content other people have posted in that same moment.
1: It's it's very democratic that way. It's like so that the, you're not like these people who have Instagram accounts you that never post. Yes. You can be a voyeur. exactly, voyeurs.
2: You you have to participate as well if you want to see what your friends are doing. And after 24 hours, it disappears. Um, and only you can access to your memories, like your old posts. But you cannot go back to someone else's profile. Like oh. it doesn't exist. It, it, it you don't have a feed. It just it pops and it disappears. And on, you can only go back to your own to see what you did other days. But you cannot go to other people's. And someone basically summed it up perfectly. It's basically a small scale Instagram feed plus the internet ephemeral thing that Snapchat had, Uh and uh, one day instructive thing, that wordle, wordle, you know, the... the What was
1: wordle? um, Oh, that game where it was a puzzle. And it's
2: like a one day everyone connects, tries to solve whatever it is, and Uh and goes. So it kind of has the, the instruction, the ephemeral thing, and the realness of in first, inst- when we first got Instagram and, and pictures and stuff that are not, not very thought out. It's just, this is what I'm doing at the mm-hmm. time. So this is what we is. And I know you may be thinking that sounds kind of boring and not exciting at all. Um, an app which main, its main appeal is to be unintentional, harmless and basically purposeless. Yeah. Sounds nothing I would be interested in.
1: Until celebrities start doing it.
2: Yeah, but I don't think this is this is more kind of a... friend. Well, maybe that's what Instagram felt like until celebrities joined, whatever. But it. the thing is, um, you're right. Um, this app is immensely boring. Like, <laughs> it is very, very far from exciting, but as the New York Times titled its article about um, Be Real, um, they said, this new social media app is boring, in a good way. Like, being a boring app is Be Real's greatest power, mm-hmm. like it is, it's its strength, like it's supposed to be boring, like you can basically do nothing on it apart from seeing other people be real on at a certain time of the day, leave a comment maybe, but people don't even really use that option, mm-hmm. or leave a real emoji, which is like a reaction you can do to each picture of your friends, and it's a photo of your face, actually, not a real Ah, emoji.
1: Mimicking the emotion. Yeah,
2: exactly. So the smiley face, you have to take a picture of you smiling. The sad face, you have to take a picture of you being like kind of sad. Ah. And then you you have that saved and you use the real emoji um, to to react to your friends and be real. Um, But apart from that, there's not a lot to do like there's not a lot of people on the app, like as much as it's very popular now. For example, I only have 12 friends, but most of my friends also we have commented that it's like I only have like seven friends, and I, I it's not that, that popular, there's nothing. And you can do it in, I don't know, It's you cannot send messages. It's not like you could segue into a dating app or seeing someone else's be real and be like, oh, what you're doing, whatever. No, there's not There's not a, a DM <laughs> option. So it, it's just to be there and see what other people, your friends are doing at the same time as you, which is most of the time working because <laughs> we work a lot of hours a day. So whenever the notification comes, a lot of the time we're just in front of a computer being boring and then seeing that your friend is doing exactly the same thing as you and being yeah. like, OK, cool. <laughs> Bye. But how more real does it get than this mundane boringness? OK, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just it's be real.
1: So what I see is like the idea is quite utopian in the sense of, look, my life is just as shitty as yours in the sense of I'm also in front of a computer doing something that's not exciting. But as soon as we reach the summer and someone is like on a boat... Uh, with like cool Instagrammer friends or whatever yeah. or j- whatever, not just but you're on a boat and you're not, which is that horrible feeling that Instagram gives me every summer. Which is like delete Instagram in summer or delete Instagram during Primavera Sound if you're not going, uh, because the FOMO is real. the The fear of missing out is, is is gets worse and worse with every year. It's not something that you learn to deal with. So all of a sudden, if this is a thing where look as. as <clears throat> Let's let's share uh, the uh, what I'm seeing now. And it's just as mundane. Oh, great. I feel good but about myself.
2: No, wait. Because no, you're into something. Because people, yes, at first they're like, yes, I'm just boring like you. But there's a way, obviously, to trick people into thinking that you're cooler than just being an employee or being a boring person that's on their house watching TV or whatever. So when you get the notification, you have to post um, whenever it tells you. But you can actually also post later. So if you want to, you you, you can Watch. be like watching TV or working. You can think, oh, maybe later I'm going to the theater or I'm going to have a beer with a friend. I'm going to wait until I'm there to prove people I have a life mm-hmm. outside of work or whatever I'm doing. And, and then what people do is like they prompt the be real, which is like, taking out all of the thing that's supposed to make be real real yeah. and just at the cost of your friends being told you posted late so you get a notification of whatever whatever posted late and that's it uh, so that curation is also m- curate their realness and yeah. that's because let's not forget we are in the era of casual Instagram a.k.a. pretending to be careless, emphasis on pretending, because people now on a sort of revolution against glossy, hyper-filtered Instagram feeds, they decided that now Instagram was um, an unremarkable moment of their daily experience, blurry images, imperfect photos of themselves. Brushing your teeth. Yeah, exactly, brushing their teeth, a selfie in, in a mirror that's not that special. That's supposed to be casual Instagram. However, as much of a revolution against these performatic perfect beings that we were portraying on our Instagrams, many have argued that this new new way of doing Instagram, like casual Instagram, is actually an even greater performance than before, because someone on TikTok explained it really well, and I totally agree and he said in photo dumps which is like this carousel of photos that you mm-hmm. post with a lot of the
1: photo dump
2: casual photos <sighs> you're still curating and narrative like giving a narrative yeah. to your life through photos and maybe they're not super edited and maybe they're not post yeah. like the we used to do on instagram the but they're photo. still strategically selected and put together to convey a specific message of what you want to portray of what yeah. you want to perform and he also said that Comparing, comparing casual Instagram to performative Instagram is like comparing reality TV and scripted shows. It's just a way of performing in different senses, but it's still mm-hmm. a, a performance it's and good. even a greater one. Reality TV is like supposed to mimic reality, but it's, it's still TV. So... If being casual online is still putting on a lot of work, will there ever be a way to actually be authentic on social media without putting on a show or a performance? Will we keep creating apps that try to find this perfect formula of being able to be real online? Yeah. The answer is so easy and I don't understand why. Everyone is not on the same page. And it's obviously, no. No. Uh, Of course not. Why is it so difficult to understand that authenticity is just not translatable online? And that's not like a bad thing to do. It's just missing the point of social media trying to achieve authenticity um, through uh, online personas. It's it's just... uh, a different per- version of ourselves of what we want to achieve of what we want to portray it it's not um, and being authentic or not authentic is nothing relevant in that sense it's like an an oxymoron it And that's okay. It's just another language. And in this language, the online language, the online persona, being authentic is not an aspect that makes something good or bad. It's just not the same language. And let's not try to achieve authenticity through social media. It just doesn't work like that. It has good and bad things. But being authentic or not, it's just not the online language. And we should not try to achieve it because it just will not happen. And that's okay. And if be real survives more than a week, it's not because it's more authentic or less authentic than other social media platforms, but because we're desperate to find silly little entertainments with silly little, little rules in which we are the main characters. And that's exactly what the app provides. So download BeReal and let's be silly little beings online together, because it's actually a lot of fun and it will last a few seconds more and then we will be over it. So... Be my friend on Be Real.
1: You know, one thing that I really hate, and this isn't Be Real, this is more a TikTok, Instagram thing, when people are dressed like in pajamas or whatever, and they 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 do they zoom in with their hand to fade to black, and then they zoom out, and they're like dressed glamorous. That's a
2: performance. I love it. I it's fucking on- hate it. Does it
1: have a name? The oh, I'm gonna do like if a like company says the transition? And, yeah, yeah, and it's like oh, you know, it's like oh, look at me looking all crappy, and then wow, I'm all glamorous. I'm on and the red it, carpet and stuff. It's just ah. a trend
2: on a performative. Being online, because it's all a performance, and that's okay. Why are we not okay with doing performances?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's the new television. I mean, I was thinking about it this morning. It's like, I I don't really feel like watching TV anymore. I'd rather just consume all these micro pills of entertainment from regular people that I actually know. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes there are great content. Niwen Paola, she's like my star. Like I wish I could just make a TV show with Niwen Paola and her parodies of... They're not even parodies. She like recreates scenes from Lord of the Rings. With her family and like her little cousins and stuff, and it's just hilarious because they're trying to like memorize scripts without being professional actors, and it's and it's authentic in the sense of it's, it's a performance.
2: Not. You're making out my and um, my point is not there's not such thing as authenticity yeah. online.
1: No, but what I mean is even though they're fic- playing a fictional script, uh, you know, they're playing characters of a movie we've already seen in an amateurish way. Okay, authenticity isn't the word, I guess, but there's no. a natural, yeah, there's. like amateurishness that is spectacular. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, it's like all these poor bastards who've trained like uh, to become really good actors and learn scripts and stuff. It's like, no, I'd rather watch someone like be like really hammy. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, Mar. Now we have a little bit of time to talk about our album of the week. David, please. Harry's House by Harry Styles. What did you think of it, Ben? It was one of those albums I thought was perfectly pleasant. And
3: I have almost nothing to say about it. Like, uh, and that's fine. That's fine. It's just like really well-made pop. Good, good songs. Reminded me of Aha. Uh-huh. Um yeah. I in, enjoyed it. Um, that's about it. I kind of wished maybe I like maybe I like my pop stars with a little bit more kink and interest to them. But it, I mean, it was. Very well-made album, good good songs, and that kind of sounds boring in the way I say it, but no, it's, it's it's perfectly perfectly nice. Laura?
2: I think I had a bit of a higher expectation because the single he put out, As It Was, mm-hmm. was so catchy and I really enjoyed it. I was expecting um, more of As It Was, and a few of them were, but not all of them, which is kind of impossible to make. All hits in an album. Yeah. But still, after I saw that it was not an all-hits album, I really enjoyed it still.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he, the thing with Styles is he, he needed more than a hit single. He needed an album to become like the, the pop star that the world is craving for. And this may finally be what we were waiting for. I mean, the third time's the term. You know, obviously, he had the song Sign of the Times, which was one of those like songs that you kind of sort of stop and think, wow, this is a good song. Like, uh, like stop the car a minute. Like, this is, sounds classic. It sounds lush. It's like, okay, one song. But was two no, previous his songs.
2: previous album was really good too. And the Watermelon Sugar yeah, thing. Exactly. And it had
1: that kind of moment because it Fine had the line. double entendre about, you know, in giving pleasure to someone. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but this record, I swear, I've only listened to it a few times and it's like, this feels like mm, the, the, we're on the way to finally receiving... Uh, a great male pop star that we've been lacking for a long time.
3: I I wonder, and I maybe this is a bit harsh, but I think it might go the opposite way. Actually, I think this album might not do that well because I think it's a bit forgettable, and um, it's very good. But like, I just can imagine. I don't know why people would be talking about it in three months. I don't see that constant supply. I don't think like you could say, oh, Harry Styles, he's the you know, the X or something. Mm. like and that is probably more of a problem with consumers and mm. how we kind of what we demand from music than than from Harry Styles yeah. himself. But I, I don't know. I didn't get the impression it was gonna sort of take over the
1: world. Well I mean look, for instance the music, the, the the album starts off with music for a sushi restaurant and it declares that this is gonna be an eighties tinged affair with those synth horns that hark back to some of those commercial radio hit albums from the eighties. Even a bit Japanese city pop. And in fact, the title of this album, some say, is a nod to Harumi Hosono's 1973 album, Hosono House, an album that fetches 279 euros on Discogs, by the way. Uh, It's a a cult gem, Um, but this must be um, some... Maybe it was an idea from some of his collaborators, like Kid Harpoon, who co-writes most of the album and has been making music with Harry all of his Harry's Harry Styles solo projects uh, since he left One Direction. Uh, and it's interesting because everyone, like from David Guetta to The Weeknd, they're all milking that 80s vapor wavy synth sound you know, that John Carpenter-esque or Survive sound or the one-oh-tricks-point-never sound. Uh, but Harry goes for that different kind of uncool 80s, almost like Phil Collins' 80s. Um, but it also sounds, this song, that song, um, the Sushi Restaurant song, sounds like the kind of song Prince would have produced for one of his protégés at the time. Now, the second song, Late Night Talking, I only heard it once and it felt like it was an instant classic. It could be a Phoenix song, it could be a Tame Impala song, but it's just something that's like, wow, when this comes on the radio, the the, the drive becomes uh, a lot happier. Uh, blah, blah. What else? There's a, there's a lot of summer soundtrack moments, like cinema, which is a poolside jam, as well as a, a nod to his Bay film director and actor Olivia Wilde, who, by the way, has put him in her upcoming movie, Don't Worry Baby, starring Florence Pugh.
2: That's how they met.
1: Oh, that's how they met.
2: Yeah, and then he left um, her husband for Harry.
1: Wait, she was Jason with Sudelti. Jason
2: Sudeikis.
1: Oh, oh! And then he Siseo. brought the cost
2: to the papers to her in the middle of her premiere of the movie. The
1: divorce papers. The
2: the, the custody papers of the kids.
1: Jason Sudeikis like
2: he had like an attorney or something bring her in the middle of her speech of the premiere of the movie The Cost to the Papers Oh
1: my yeah. god o- of this movie of Don't Worry yeah, Baby yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <gasps>
1: Whoa, that is not nice. I mean, obviously, getting left for a younger, handsome, eye for eye. Tra- talented singer. Uh, but but wow, what a psycho. I mean, I like Jason Sudeikis and I love then Ted Lasso. Then
2: he said he didn't know it was happening. Like He didn't know the attorney would do that and stuff. But I don't know what to believe. I, 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 I still... I, I, uh, yeah, drama.
1: <laughs> what a salseo. Why didn't we begin talking about this? Oh, my God. That's all we have time for. Anyway, um, and, uh, thank you for listening. Yeah,
3: Maybe. see you at the forum next week. See
1: you at the oh forum. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Primavera Sound in Barcelona. <laughs> Silly people. Oh, <laughs>